When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy CPI day to you. <laughs> CPI day just came out and we were celebrating on um on YouTube live. Uh and I've got a chart here of By the way, I am uh what 25 minutes in. We've been on YouTube live for 25 minutes. So just starting if you want to see a chart, um then add 25 minutes go to the YouTube live. So uh, I will just be going over crypto. Uh, I will be going over how crypto, Sam Bankman-Fried seems like a criminal, uh, may not be a criminal, but seems like a criminal. Uh, I will be going over about 10, um, 10 or, or maybe 10 stocks that people have asked for. Uh, I'll look at earnings whisper today too, to see if there's anything after the bell that we kind of like. Um, Everything's flying. Uh, so the news of the morning is that CPI, uh, October inflation eased. Kind of was expected. Uh, if you want to see, uh, this is the private, what I'm showing right now on YouTube is the private Facebook group. You should be in there. Uh, Jeremy asked me last night, any predictions on how CPI will affect the market tomorrow? Here is from 12 hours ago, which was about 9 o'clock last night. Uh, this is my what I typed, exact wording, personal guess that I'll go over tomorrow, but if it's a bad number, meaning inflation is sticky and still high, the market is flat. The high multiple names have taken a beating in November. If inflation is subsiding, I think the market flies, thinking Powell will only go 0.5% hike, hike in December. I'd bet on the market flying and very well may buy TQQQ in the morning. Remember, the White House has pre-warned if inflation is high before, so I suspect no news from them might be good news. We know gas has stayed pretty flat. Guys, this wasn't something that, oh my God, you know, uh, this is hard to figure out. This is crazy. Easy. Again, here's what happened to me. I kind of got a text from my housekeeper. Hey, we're going to show up tomorrow, clean your house. I said, okay. So in the morning, I kind of fluttered around, didn't even think about CPI, turned on CNBC, heard about CPI, and I'm like, ooh, I got to get in there and buy it before 8.30. Got in here, got a bunch of texts that quote-unquote triggered me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, it was from some friends. They were meaning to trigger me. I got all wrapped up, finally got on Fidelity, was going to buy TQQ at 7.8, 1760, 17.60, 17-something. I didn't get it in. And within five seconds of the announcement, TQQQ was up at 1920. So I said, okay, I've chased things before. I'm not going to chase it now. Uh, Right now it's at 1973. So I'll show you the Active Trader Pro. 
uh, right here was when I kind of got into uh, my office to try and trade. Not going to work. Uh, it's 52-week low is 1632. You were close to that. It closed at 1760. Uh, yesterday's range was 1753 to 1870. It had zero confirmation yesterday. We'll go to a two-day and we'll look at yesterday. It had nothing. It just continued to slide. And you see it in the pre-market just straight. Now it's outside the Bollinger Bands. The Bollinger Bands are syncing up. It's probably going to take another move higher. Um, if I had to guess, that would be where I would go. See how these Bollinger Bands are just syncing up right there? My guess is we move above 20. So uh, at some point today, I do think that we move above 20. Uh, if not today, then tomorrow. Uh, I think this is clear that um, inflation is coming down. Uh, I saw a great, by the way, a Bloomberg. I will link it uh, in, in, in the chat. I'll put it actually in the uh, YouTube description as a comment, a pinned comment. Uh, but it's a great Bloomberg um, article on the uh, European energy emergency. And I think it, it's kind of telling. I'm kind of holding my, uh, holding my uh, energy stuff. But yeah, let me get a drink of water. Mm. Okay, so um, here's what's happening in the crypto world. So that's CPI. Guys, I think the market's going to be way up today. I think we start to fly a little bit. I think the, the past week has been horrific. Uh, I think this is the start of another bounce, whether it sustains or not. I don't know, but I do think that you can, you can probably count on a bounce if we're looking at SPY, I'll, I'll just look at SPY in the algorithm since we like to look at that one um, just to see should we be in or out of the market. Uh, here's where I see SPY. See, there's a gap here between 360 and 363. Um, you're on the downside of the nine day, but you just had a catalyst. And that catalyst probably points you up towards the upper side of the nine day and towards the 200-day, which is about 390. Uh, this is on SPY. Uh, you do have, you, you really haven't had a, a complete loss of SPY. You haven't. You've really just come down from about 390 to 374. Um, it's been trickling down. Now, if you're in the NASDAQ, and we look at the QQQ, you have been hurt because these high multiple names have really come down from 283 down to 263 on the Qs. But you've filled this gap. So I think that what, what today is telling me is that this MACD will cross up in the morning. You'll get above this nine day. You'll get some confirmation. And you'll move up towards this 200 day, which is 291. That's a 10% move in the, the, the QQQ. Triple lever that with TQQQ. And you've got yourself a 30% move. You wait for confirmation. If we pull up TQQQ, I don't think it's got confirmation. Um, but sometimes with the triple levered ETFs, you kind of have to gamble. And let's see. Yeah. See, it, it's, it, the, the, the MACD is just moving down. But with this pre-market move, I mean, shit. ARCW is up 8%. ARK is up 8%. ARCF is up 7%. Amazon is up 6%. Um, let's look at Snowflake. Snowflake is up 9%. This was one, by the way, while I'm, lo while I'm looking at it, uh, before I get into crypto, uh, Jackson asked me yesterday, God, I'm down 30% on Snowflake. 
Snowflake has no confirmation whatsoever. Um, do, should you buy into it? I'm in at 183. It's trading at 126. I may double down. Um, I think this is still a good company. The problem is if we go over here and we go to, uh, to Finviz and we show Snowflake, A, they're not making money. Their price to sales is 24. Their forward PE. This is just how many quarters is it going um, to take to actually to actually make money? 289. That's just, I mean, it's super, super, super high. Can they grow into it? Here's what happened on the last earnings call. Look at this. It went from 160. It gapped up to 183. It continued up to about 203. Did I sell it? Hell no, I didn't sell it. I held, I held on to this son of a bitch. Um, I'm still holding. It's probably not not the most prudent move, not the proudest uh, time that I've had, but you've got a clear, clear bottom here in the 120s um, that provides you pretty good support, in my opinion. You've got gaps all the way up on this one. If you remember, this one's IPO. It was around $300, I think, um, when it IPO'd. It was crazy, but, you know, again, 120, it's at 137. I may double down, even though it's an up day. Eh, it's got no confirmation. You know what? This might be a long-term buy and hold. I can dollar cost average it. If I just put, you know, five grand more in, then, then you know, at 183, 137, maybe I'm at 150. Uh, so I, I do think that there's an opportunity there. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to take a break. Uh, I had an oatmeal this morning, so I, I'm asking the people in YouTube Live to not uh, kill me on this one. But um, yeah, so the high multiple names, good moves today, great moves today, should hold up, should be fine. I don't see a catalyst bringing this down. Um, even Robinhood is up, uh, from, it's up 64 cents. It's up almost 8%. Everything that's gotten killed, um, you know, Shopify up 9% to $33. Um, I, I think you have opportunities here. I, I do. Um, I, I, I don't think that, I, I, in my mind, I think you've turned a corner with CPI. Now, here's what you have to understand about how crypto fits into all of this. Wow, the Dow Jones futures are up 700, NASDAQ up almost 500. Holy crap. Um, crypto. So, long story really shortened down and really dumbed down because I'm not smart enough to actually understand this. But Sam Bankman-Fried, who's the CEO, owner, founder of FTX, the way he founded FTX was he basically would take, um, discovered that Bitcoin was selling for one price in one part of the world and would buy it from an exchange in one part of the world and then sell it at another exchange in another part of the world where it was selling higher. <clears throat> so great capitalism, just, you know, he figured that all of this out um, and he could do it. Really brilliant kid. Um, <clears throat> FTX became the largest, uh, next to Binance, um, uh, kind of bank of crypto. <clears throat> Sorry. And you've got this, this enormous um, just depository uh, of, of, of money, of crypto. And if you know rich people, when you have money, 
you basically get given money and you can, um, you know, use it the way you want. So he had this bank of deposits uh, and it's not a bank. So I hate to call it deposits, but that's the easiest way to understand it. He had this bank of deposits. He then, when crypto started crashing, he saw an opportunity and he started making investments in other cryptos. And just one that I know of that comes off the top of my head is Voyager. Voyager was a depository of crypto as well. Um, Those uh, ponytail dudes that are never on CNBC anymore because they have legal things against them and they can't be on CNBC um, because of Voyager and crypto. Um, (laughs) Jesse, you dirty mofo. Um, But yeah, so essentially he bought Voyager. He put all of these investments into another um, another little depository and he started banking and betting, um, with other people's money. So Binance yesterday goes in and said, yeah, we're going to buy out FTX. Sam Bankman fried over the weekend has said, yeah, there's no problem, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, privately, he's telling people that there is a problem. Um, so he's out there lying kind of out in the open. Remember crypto is not regulated. So your deposits are not uh, insured. Your deposits don't exist if things go wrong. Uh, You have no recourse from a government standpoint. Uh, That's what crypto is all about. They basically make sure that, hey, we're just going to, um, uh, you know, regulate ourselves. So Sam makes all these bets. The market tanks. He's now... uh, $8 $8 billion in the hole. So he, people start taking their money out and he doesn't have the money to give them back. Classic. This is what Bernie Madoff went to jail for. Um, whether it's criminal or not, that's to be seen. Gary Gensler was on CNBC this morning and uh, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Mike Novogratz, who owns a public company, um, MicroStrategy, that uh, are not, he's not the micro strategy guy. He owns a public company that trades in crypto and stuff, and he can't make statements, but he did say he's met Sam a bunch of times. Uh, and all of this is just speculation, by the way. Novogratz thinks Sam transferred all the customer money, which is $8 billion, to a private investment firm and then lost on the investments, kind of like a Ponzi scheme. Uh, Novogratz called Sam a criminal uh, on air. It's getting nasty against Sam. Sam is hated on Twitter. Sam is hated on FinTwit. Uh, He has turned from a vegan, gentle, giant kid who's very smart to the moron that has lost all all of everybody's money and has taken down crypto. Uh, Mind you, this could take down crypto. Uh, If you have Binance on the, the, you know, remember what happened during the financial crisis? Banks got bought out by other banks and saved by other banks. You know, Bank of America had to buy countrywide mortgage, which lost a bunch of money. And Bank of America had to take those losses. The government made it worth their while to take those losses because, you know, again, the banking system needs to hold up, blah, blah, blah. It's too big to fail. It is what it is. Um, but what this does is with crypto going down so much, uh, money is taken out of the market. So there's a benefit to this as well. 
And it's only a benefit if you're not in crypto. I've told you, you know, have one to 5% of your actual net worth in crypto. I still believe that. Um, I, I think you should not double down, but it should be one to 5% because that can absolutely be life changing if things get right. You're, you're playing in the Wild West now. It, it's a little hard. That's why I say trade GBTC, ETHE. Uh, I like to trade those things. I hate fees and fees are just the killer. Um, and I'm not very good at understanding a lot of crypto stuff, um, like transferring from wallets and stuff. But um, if crypto does lose and it bounces down and it gets to a point where people just don't trust it, and that's what crypto is built on, a trust factor. And right now you don't have trust factor. So if that gets taken down, you're taking trillions of dollars out of the central world bank, if you will, because make no mistake about it, this is trading in U.S. dollars. And when you have an asset that loses trillions of dollars, you're taking that money out of the system. So it does the Fed's work for it. So a lot of these speculative assets that the Fed says, hey, we shouldn't be speculating on these as a country. Um, and that's what's driving up inflation because there's all these, <clears throat> there's a famous um, a meme that, uh, you know, this kid, this guy's sitting at a bar and he's got all these beautiful women around him. And he says, uh, hey, I'm a Bitcoin millionaire. And they're like, buy us a drink. And he said, oh, I don't have any money. <laughs> that's essentially what this is. He spent a small amount of money, um, got a big amount of money in return. So he is a millionaire. Uh, but if that asset goes to zero, he's got nothing. Now, he might have just lost you know, $10, $15 or whatever he put into that, but he's got no money. And that makes people feel poorer. That's exactly what the Fed is trying to do uh, by cutting down inflation is killing demand. So he doesn't have the money to go out there and buy goods. Uh, so it's kind of a good thing um, in, in, in some respect. Again, if you're not in crypto. Uh, I, I want to make that point. I am only talking about the 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 Fed's action of trying to push this down. Uh, they're going over the FTX token right now on CNBC, but it's uh it, it that's that's essentially what you're seeing. And so I, I do think that overall this is good for the market for it coming down. Not good for my portfolio. I still freaking hold GBTC and ETHE at big losses, but I'll probably tax loss harvest those. So um, that's essentially what happened. Okay, let's go into stocks. XPO. D-Man was on uh, YouTube Live yesterday and said, XPO, God, I love this one, blah, 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 blah. D-Man was great. Fantastic trade by D-Man. Look at XPO. Uh, into earnings, it got a MACD cross up. 28.73. It is today at 34.38. Yesterday it traded up until 36. Kind of has a button hook. Don't know if I'd get out, but there does seem to be some previous button hooks around this time where you almost had the exact move from 29 to 35. When we looked at uh, uh, Finviz and XPO's making money, they're down 25% year to date, they don't have a dividend. But uh, Jeffries initiated coverage on October 25th with a $70 price target. It's trading at 34. Not saying it's getting to 70, but look at the MACD. It's crossing down. The uh, RSI is coming down. 
I think you probably should look at this one as maybe getting out because it's been on too much of a run. Uh, the gaps have all been covered. There's nothing, uh, you know, the only gap is above between 37 and 40. Uh, I think you cover it, but I think you, you might cover it today. Let me see what XPO and, and Active Trader Pro is doing. Uh, TQQQ, 1991. You are just below 20. Anything below 20, I continue to say. Uh, might be a good deal. XPO Logistics, it doesn't really have pre-market volume. It just it doesn't trade pre-market. It closed at 34. It's going to open up to 36. So that, that button hook might be a little bit premature. I think you may be looking at a good market, this one covering all the way to 40. You could be. Uh, but D-Man, great trade, high five. Jesse wanted me to look at VOC. Uh, energy, this is a VOC energy trust. Uh, I think I looked at it yesterday on YouTube Live. It's a good one. Uh, it's just kind of like most energy. You're kind of just looking at this this gap here at 944 to 968, hopefully covering that. I just don't, it's well above its 200. Uh, it's going to use that 200 day as some support. If it breaks through, you're looking at a little, little leg down. But I, I just, I, I don't see, there's a volume shelf here at 836. If we pulled it back to the most recent highs, let's pull it back to July. Yeah, it's about 840. Uh, it's trading at 915. It's building its volume shelf up here. Uh, I wouldn't think that it was great, but VOC, good trade. If you got it at 675, fantastic trade. Um, so snowflake for jackson i told him i would look at it it is up 10 percent today uh, i went over it a little bit um just because it's up 10 percent still the, the, you know the candle will come out at, at 8 30 uh, or i'm sorry 9 30 it's going to trade at 138 you know what it's going to do it's going to gap up here it's going to gap up so you're going to have a gap and so remember what i said in downward trending gap uh, stocks the downward gap has more of a magnet than the upward gap. But here's the thing. If you gap up and you get above that nine day, that 200 day is kind of flat. I would expect some of these gaps at 160 and 180 to still be in play. This one's going to move. If this market moves, Snowflake is going to fly. Um, so James wanted me to look at um, MCK which is McKesson Corporation. I think this is a materials or something. Let me see. Before I, uh, healthcare. I should have known healthcare. Um, there's no recent uh, monkey analysts. Uh, healthcare service in the United States. This is probably like UNH. Let's, sit, let's, let's look at them. Uh, it's medical distribution. The only other medical that I really know is United Healthcare. United Healthcare's PE is 26. McKesson is 41. Um, it's medical distribution, dental supplies. Uh, the, the most recent price targets from June are 378, and it's at 386. This one looks expensive. Um, James, I would say it's, 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 it's high. Um, I think their earnings came in nicely. You can see the pop on earnings. 
Uh, this one had a buy back on September 21st at 349. You're still in it. I mean, if you're taking a month to move 10%, probably not a great trading stock, probably a significantly better investment stock. Um, I would probably wait for some. Here's the thing. Look, look at the 52-week range here. You're 3% below your 52-week high of 401. You're 79% above your 52-week low of 215. Um, year to date, it's up 55%. Crazy, crazy good stock for this year. Would I buy it now? <sighs> Five years from now, you're pre- you know, it's probably a super, to, to, to get that PE, I would say it's a super, super well-run company. Um, yeah, it's just priced it to free cash flow is 12. It's high. It's super, super high. I'd probably wait. At some point, this one's coming back. You can see the MACD's kind of crossing down. Uh, my guess is this just cools off. Its next catalyst is the ex-dividend date of November 30th. Eh. Great, great stock. I like it. Uh, another one, Toll Brothers. I was actually just watching. Um, oh, is Sam Bankman freed? Actually, yeah, he's tweeting right now. Um, uh Toll Brothers, I was just watching Lehman, or is it, uh, what is it? I forget the, the name. They are 3D printing an actual, a full community of houses. They are literally putting the 3D printer up and building these houses at record time. Oh my God, unbelievable. It's not Toll Brothers, I forget who it was. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But um, Toll Brothers, my parents owned a Toll Brothers house. The company has changed significantly. This has been a stock that you just haven't wanted to be in. Remember, we have DRV and DRN for the housing, uh, triple levered housing ETFs. Um, this one in December was a $70 stock. You're down at 40. I, I mean, how with interest rates this high and going up, uh, by the way, FTX, crypto is soaring now. Um, but with interest rates going up, I just can't see new houses getting getting the traction that they are. I think these guys the 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 benefit to housing and getting into these your 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 catalyst is going to be December 6th when they announce their earnings. The catalyst is going to be hey, our costs have come down. That's going to be the only catalyst for Toll Brothers. Significantly uh not hey, we're selling a ton more houses. The demand problem for houses is still out there, but you've got people demanding that people come back to the office. Toll Brothers is a not a in-city builder. They are a suburb builder. And so you have people who maybe aren't necessarily moving out to the suburbs. They want to get back into the cities because they've got to get to work. So uh, I'd say Toll Brothers, the algorithm has you out. It doesn't have you in. See the exit. The algorithm loses you 37%. Buying and holding loses you only 4%. Um, you have 31 positions in the, uh, in the algorithm. You only win on 16% of those. Your average win is only 9%. There's better stocks out there. There's better ones to trade. Trade, your, trade Boyle. Trade TQQQ. Um, it, it, it's going to leave you less exposed to the housing uh, crisis. That could happen because, let's be honest, it could happen. Uh, one that we looked at yesterday was Workday. 
Uh, it has you out. Uh, this is like an HR kind of platform. Uh, they provide software services and they provide um, <clears throat> uh, for HR and, and, and companies. Let's see. I'll tell you exactly the Finviz description. Uh, they're not making money. Guggenheim came out on the 7th. They moved them from sell to neutral. Uh, it's a $170 price target. It's trading at $134. Uh, provides enterprise cloud applications in the United States and internationally. The company's applications help its customer base to plan, execute, analyze. It's a CFO um, a software company that provides stuff in the cloud for them. So it's a good company, not making money. Cloud's been killed. This one, the algorithm loses you 43% versus buying and holding loses you 38%. Uh, 33 positions, you'll only win 18% of the time. Eh, if you like cloud, Get into it. I just don't think this one's going to lead. One that I absolutely should have told you guys about yesterday, and again, I put this in the private Facebook group, was BITI. It's a short of Bitcoin. This was, look at this chart. Look at this chart. Uh, it got you in November 8th, two days ago, at $39. It's at $45 today. Um, there is confirmation out the wazoo on this one. Uh, let's see where it's trading pre-market right now because I think it's going to be way down. BITO is the the long term, I think. Uh, this is the short term. It is from 45, it's down to 42. Um, there's going to be, you're going to need to watch Sam Bankman-Fried's um, uh, Twitter. You're going to need to watch the FTX situation. Uh, BITO is, yeah, this is the ProShare Bitcoin. You can see. It's got no confirmation down here. Oh my God, that MACD is low. The actual uh, RSI is at 17. This is trading at $9. Probably easily. Let's see. BITO. Closed at $9. Uh, it's trading at 11 now, I think. 10.37. So, um, watch it. I mean, this this one trades, BITO and BITI trade in, in it's kind of like Boyle and KOLD. It's kind of like UCO and SCO. Uh, you can trade it. Um, Rivian announced earnings. R-I-V-N. Up 10%, I think. Let's see. Uh, R-I-V-N. Let's move over to, you can see it on Active Trader Pro. Uh, Rivian. Closed at 28. It is up at 32. It is up almost 20%. Uh, crazy, crazy move. They announced that um, they will meet their deliveries. Uh, they're doing better from a, a production standpoint. Uh, they're also doing better on a margin standpoint. They're never going to make any money. It's going to be a long time. Here's what you have to see about Rivian. If you're interested in trading Rivian, and you can see it's got no confirmation down here, but at 34, it's well above. It's right in the middle of the Bollinger Band. It's above the 200-day at 34. We brought this up yesterday. Uh, I said it could pop with any good news. The problem that you had to see was Lucid, the day before, announced poor earnings. But the, I, I said this one could pop. Here's what you have to know about Rivian before you invest in it. Rivian is not making money. Their price to sales is 52. 52, this is down 72% year to date. This was expected to be the next Tesla. The cars, the trucks are amazing. Uh, RJ, the CEO, has done an amazing job at hype. 
These guys are not going bankrupt anytime soon. They are backed by Amazon. They have plenty of orders to actually fill, unlike Lucid. Lucid went down because their order volume went down. They're just not getting the order volume. Uh, during a time of recession, do I need to pay $180,000 for a, a Lucid car when I can pay like $80,000 for a Tesla Model S um, you know, Plaid and I have my charging infrastructure, whereas Lucid does not? Uh, they were, they uh, rely on uh, Electrify America. Uh, ah, Sam Bankman-Fried is putting out... Um, yeah, Sam Bankman-Fried is putting out, I am not a criminal. Um, but here's, here's what I wanted to do. So the price to sales on Rivian is uh, 52. Let's look at Tesla. The price to sales is 7 and they're making money. Why wouldn't you just buy Tesla? You know, it's different company, different opportunities. But again, if you think that Rivian's going to go up, I, I guarantee you Tesla's going to go up. They're going to move in tandem. Uh, right now, Tesla is up. Let's see. Tesla is up 8% to 192. It's going back to that 200 mark. Uh, Elon is probably done selling. The RSI on Tesla was way down to 19, uh, below that 20 mark. The MACD is not crossing up, but I tell you, I still think that at some point in time, it might go back to that 138. But if, if Elon's done selling, I think that 200 is the pivot point. So add a little bit more here at 190. Could have gotten at 170, but you know what? 190 is gonna, not going to kill you. I may add more. Um, let's look at UMC. Corey on the Facebook group asked me to look at UMC, United Microelectronics. Uh, you had a MACD cross up here on November 7th at 635. You're trading at 642. I don't know anything about this company, but look at that RSI. It's at 65. I don't know that I necessarily touch it. The algorithm makes you 14%. Buying and holding makes you 17% on this. You have 29 positions within 1,000 candles. 31% are winners. Your average win is 11%. So it's not a bad stock to trade. Um, let's look at UMC right here. Do, 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 do. UMC, they're making money. 7.8 uh, PE. Um, they are a technology semiconductor. You know what? Probably like you have Qualcomm. Uh, Qualcomm's PE is 9, but they have a significantly uh, broader range probably of chips. They have a, also have a dividend. Um, let's see. Does UMC have a dividend? 12% dividend. So I was wrong. This could be a great company to buy. I still like you to trade SOXL uh, for the semiconductors. The most recent Citigroup downgraded UMC from buy to sell. Uh, the most recent price target is from last year in June, uh, moving down to $7.30. It's trading at six forty one. Typically, those those price, you know, after a year, it just doesn't mean anything. It's down 41% year to date. Your 52-week high is 11. Uh, you're 46% below that. You are 19% uh, above your 52-week low of $5.36. I don't think it's bad. You know, if you believe in it because you know something that I necessarily don't, uh, I think it's a better opportunity. I think there are better opportunities in the chip space specifically because chips are going to be making, um, having inventory issues. So now one that I do like in the chip space is Micron, MU. 
Uh, I liked this one better at 50 than I do at 55. The MACD cross up here was at 56 on November 4th. Uh, you're at 55.98. Let me see. Um, because you're probably way up after today. Yeah, 58. Uh, I think you're going to be close to the, hey, it's it's a little bit overbought. Um, so I'd watch it a little bit here. Uh, I think you'll have a, an opportunity to buy this at 50 again. I think 50 is your price, price point on Micron. Um, and if we go over to Finviz and we look at that one, remember uh, the PE7. So this is the same PE as uh, UMC. UMC just has a 12% dividend, by the way. But Micron, eh. In my mind, I know Micron more than I know UMC. Um, let's see. Rivian, talk about trillions of dollars. UMC, Vero. Vero is one. Uh, we played this one. This was a pill, a COVID pill. And you can see uh, the FDA did not approve. Vero's COVID pill. So let's look at this chart of Vero because Vero is making a full round trip and you can't really see it when you pull back here. But see, it was trading about, uh, see this gap here where it gapped up from $4 to $5? Uh, yeah, that was a gap based on hype. Then it got all the way up to $6 and it gapped up to 10. Hype again. Then you've got uh, all of this move from about $11 to $23. And since $23, you really haven't taken hold. It's just been moving down. You never really had a huge confirmation that this was going to be something that was big. Well, you made a full round trip and now you're back down to about $5 in the pre-market. I wanted to bring that up just because you play in that pharma space and you take your profits when you can. So, uh, one that is, uh, had a cross up and probably is doing really well in the pre-market is rocket rocket mortgage companies. Um, this is a housing play. Again, I'd rather see you play the DRV versus DRN. This is one that has a problem with, you know, just it's mortgages. It's not exciting. You had a $6 and 52 cent price cross up. MACD cross up. I think it's trading at 709 in pre-market. So you're moving up. The RSI is a little bit high, but I couldn't find anything after yesterday that told me, hey, this is going to be a great, great stock. This is going to be a great move, blah, blah, blah. You're going to want this one. Uh, yeah, look at the gap up. Uh, it closed at about 652 and it's going to gap up here. So it's, it's not great, but it is what it is. Let's look at our favorite boil. Uh, because I think KOLD had a cross-up yesterday. Uh, did Boyle get you out? Boyle got you out with a 7% loss yesterday uh, at 38.19. So you had a, you know, bought it at 39, sold it at 38. It's nothing exciting. Uh, let's go over to Active Trader Pro and look at some of these. Um, we'll go to Boyle first. Uh, and I don't know why this isn't updating, but it's not. I probably have to re-log in. Uh, Boyle is at, see, it's moved from 35 to 38. It's up 3% today. Uh, again, I think that $40 is kind of a pivot point on Boyle. Um, it's kind of put its move in there right at about 40. There's some pretty good volume shelves. I'm back on active trade on TrendSpider. 
kind of looking at the volume shelves here. I'll go back to Trend Spider so you can see. See this volume shelf right here? Uh, it's got 37 million shares. It's between 35 and 40. 39.62. So I, I, it's kind. Of, you can see it's kind of put in that that kind of capitulation right there. There are bigger volume shelves up here at 54. I think with a, a good natural gas market, that's where you get pulled. The problem is the MACD is hitting that oscillator and it's kind of moving downward. The RSI is in no man's land. I don't know that I'd necessarily get in there. Let's look at the opposite KOLD. Is this one that you really want to buy into? Um, it's kind of doing the same thing, just between 17 and probably 20. Um, it's right in the middle there. If I pull this back to its high, uh, volume shelf below is at 14. Um, right below it is at 1699 where there's a support. If you're going to buy into this one, the algorithm doesn't have you in either one of these. So, uh, let's go back to Active Trader Pro and look where we opened up at TQQQ. Because if it's anywhere above 20, I'm going to hit myself in the head. Um, boom, come on. Pull you. Oh. Hi, my name's Jim Kramer and I want to apologize. It's at 20.25. Ugh. And it's still got confirmation. Um, yeah. That was the play. Honestly, today I'm going to go hang my head. I got, I got to stop at, at 10 o'clock, so I'm going to cut this one short. You're going to fly today. You're just going to fly. The catalyst today is just, NVIDIA's up 7%. Go and read Sam Bankman Freed's. I'm going to do it while I'm on YouTube Live. If you guys haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, it is there. It's in the link description. You'll see the link tree. Uh, on any of the platforms, if you're listening on the podcast, there's a link tree down below. If you're listening on YouTube Live, there's a link tree down, down below. Um, if you're just on uh, Instagram or Twitter, there's a link tree down below. Any of the platforms, um, I don't care, but uh, it's there. Thank you to the supporters of the channel. Uh, I don't do this for money because honestly, I make no money. I'm actually thinking of uh, publishing. Jim Cramer's got a. Uh, 25 trading tips uh, PDF that he gives you for free. I may charge you $25 for the inverse Jim Cramer uh, trading tips because honestly, it'll be one page. It'll be whatever Jim Cramer says to buy, uh, you know, sell it. Whatever he says to sell, buy it. Yeah. He uh, loved Disney, by the way. Let's look at Disney. <laughs> he loved Disney. What's Disney doing today? Because $88 for Disney. I think it's a bargain. Honestly, you know, he he was Chapek's biggest fan. Uh I think October 4th. He was bullish in in the pre in the um his lightning round. I love Disney. I'm buying it for the club. I love it. Love it. Love it. Then yesterday he called for the firing of uh Chapek. Douche. What a douche. Um so yeah. Disney it's Disney's still a great company. I mean, listen. Again, if you're a parent and you've got children. Tell me your kids aren't like dying to go to Disney and doing two stuff. And tell me that you're not going to spend five to ten grand at Disney uh, easily, easily. So um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hang out on YouTube. My housekeeper may come, maybe not, but I gotta get the house ready. 
at some point. So I got a hard stop at 10. Uh, thank you again for the support. Thank you for listening. I did lose a bunch of listeners over the last week where I took off to work at Major League Soccer. Uh, I did a podcast with Rick yesterday, uh, uh, Election Insider with uh, Richard Barron. Uh, the first 20 minutes is all about the plane, uh, the fire in the plane where I was on and me hanging out with the owner of the Philadelphia Union at the MLS finals. Bucket list, absolute bucket list, getting to spend time during the game, uh, watch the game, watch the end of the game with an owner in an owner's box at a major, major sport. So. If you want to do that, Election Insider with Richard Barron, it was yesterday's episode. First 20 minutes, completely me. So if you like to hear me talk, you can hear me talk to Rick there. Uh, And you don't have to listen to the rest of the politics stuff. But if you want to, if it's interesting, um, you can hear it. So any questions, hit me up on the socials. Do whatever you need to do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We had a 44-minute podcast today. That was pretty good. Talk to you later. Say bye.